I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. Today, groundbreaking dancer and choreographer Bill T. Jones articulates why art is so crucial to the human experience, so important to our ability to evolve. Dance, in particular, giving expression to what cannot be expressed in words. I was introduced to modern dance not long after I had my first child. A dear friend, a theatre director who integrates movement beautifully into her own work, took me along to the place in London. I was in that raw stage of life that often follows pregnancy and birth, but I will never forget what a layered experience I had sitting in that audience. The transient magic of that one performance was so palpable, so powerful. Expression through the movement of a body is distilled, one heart speaking directly to another. Bill has given his life to the art of dance, using it as a form of activism and a way to protest, as inquiry and investigation, as a way into connection and love, and as a way to process and digest his pain. It's clear that art will be critical to how we all process and digest the pain of this era, not just COVID-19 and its many impacts, but also the racial reckoning accelerated by the death of George Floyd. Enjoy hearing Bill talk about his life and learnings, and I'll meet you on the other side. Here's narrator Hannah Barnes. In May 2021, as the world continued to struggle with the COVID-19 pandemic, the Bill T. Jones Arnie Zane Company premiered a new modern dance piece for a socially distanced audience in New York City. It was choreographed by the company's co-founder, Bill T. Jones, who has created over 140 works of dance since the 1970s. Art making is participation in the world of ideas. What is beautiful? What is meaningful? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to be dead? Those are big questions. Everybody can agree. Those are the questions that make us human. So that's what my, my theme really is. After the pandemic had shut down live performances, Jones took on the challenge of creating a piece to meet COVID-19 protocols. He chose afterwardsness as the title for the dance. It's a psychoanalytical term for examining one's trauma. Last uh, spring, spring of 20, I believe it must have been, maybe a little later, I was um, thinking about psychotherapy. Uh, thinking I might like to return to it. And I was introduced to a progressive group of therapists, and they happened to casually mention a term which was very common to them called afterwardsness. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting way of describing um, how I hope to feel in the future when the pandemic is over and that things have gone back to something close to normal. So I put it in the back of my mind, afterwardsness. It was only later that I uh, looked deeper into it and found out that it was a Freudian term that uh, therapists use about that period necessary after trauma, often sexual trauma, um, 
it's a period of time necessary before the the person the the uh, person who has been subjected to it is able to deal with what has happened so when i was offered the opportunity to do the piece um i thought what a great title it's perfect for uh the way the world is going to be when the pandemic is over and when all of this mask wearing is over it was very hopeful i see now that it was a bit naive that uh, we are not yet in a period of afterwardsness but i like that because it speaks something of about how this pandemic has affected many of us those who are creatives and everyone else as well this feeling of let's get back to something we know on march 12 2020 all the theaters in new york city were closed the spring season of jones's company was canceled indefinitely when we shut down in march we knew that we did not want to let our performers go we had to close our theater but we wanted to keep the performers on salary and janet wong had the wonderful idea that yes we should keep them on salary salary but they should be required to continue to study we actually had the benefit now of years of videotape of of uh, me dancing when i was really at my in, at my peak and uh, dances that i've made on other bodies through my body so it was one thing that janet has much faith much more faith than i do janet wong give these young inexperienced performers videotapes and have them figure out what it is watching jones's choreography on videotape during the quarantine his company members learned phrases on their own When the performance venue, the Park Avenue Armory, commissioned Jones to create a dance piece to be performed in its large drill hall, he found a way to put these phrases together. He needed to adapt to a new rule. Dancers were not allowed to make physical contact with one another. Art making for me coming out of the postmodern was always about problem solving. How can you make a work with um a young company in which they never touch and i wanted them to be among the audience not on the stage now how do we do that it's trial and error try it this way try it that way oops we can't do that we can't do patty cake we can't touch okay we'll do it separate it looks strange but we it's something new that's ah, a nice idea let's try it and instead of touching each other's hands let's hit the floor oh now you're making music and now you have also have changed the choreography because instead of standing upright it's now got to be on its back what if we tried this what if we tried that that is the legacy of the experimental dance that i inherited arnie zane and i inherited when he was in college jones met arnie zane his partner in dance and life neither of them had prior dance training but they were drawn to dance as an art form they were introduced to contact improvisation in which dancers explore movement in relationship to others through mutual support and heightened awareness originating in 1972 in new york the technique became popular in the counterculture of the time 
It's probably fair to say we got involved in a movement. What is power? What is public intimacy? Power dynamic was something that we were very interested in. And contact improvisation gave us the tools to do it. You did not have to be um, a ballet dancer to do it. You did not have to have uh, conventional training to do it. I discovered something about weight and, and being able to dance with people who were bigger or smaller, which was a, a political as well as an aesthetic feeling. How could we find true equality? And contact gave us true equality. Men, women, doesn't matter who. I remember once uh, having a contact jam with a man who must have been, who must have outweighed me by a hundred pounds. That was a huge person. But because of the skills that we had developed through weight sharing, uh, he and I were able to actually have an interesting dance. So it was breaking a lot of barriers. It was offering a rich new way of going forward. And then we began to understand it as a choreographic tool. And that's the style of Bill T. Jones, Arnie Zane, maybe started there. In 1982, Jones and Zane formed their own dance company made up of a diverse group of dancers with various body types. Six years later, Jones lost Zane to complications relating to AIDS, but he kept creating works under the Bill T. Jones Arnie Zane Company. One of his works, D-Man in the Waters, choreographed in 1989, evoked a spirit of resilience in the face of the AIDS epidemic, which was taking so many lives, especially in the artistic community. Many of the works Jones has created over four decades are highly emotional and resonate around fundamental issues facing society. Life is hard, but um, art making is participation in the world of ideas. It makes me happy to think through something. And it makes me happy when thinking and feeling meet. And I'm really overjoyed if thinking and feeling meet in a human body. And that meeting is witnessed by other humans. That makes me really um, have faith in being alive. And one of the biggest struggles since Arnie's died has been depression. The desire not to be alive. And one thing, one, one uh, solution for that is, yes, to talk about it, but also to keep moving. Keep trying, because joy will come back. After building a world-renowned dance company, Jones was hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. He was in the middle of rehearsing for his company's spring season. I felt anger, I felt dislocation, and I was confused. I didn't know what it, this meant. The world was out of control. Right. I think maybe I felt that something similar when Arnie died. Um, not quite, but similar. What's going on? Something is being taken away. I can't control it. 
That's what I felt. In the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, George Floyd was killed by police in Minneapolis, spurring a worldwide outcry against a pandemic of systemic racism. The twin pandemics, because by the time we were offered the peace in July, I believe they offered it to us in July, George Floyd happened in May. So um, there was already a very confused uh, feeling of an, a world that we barely recognized, but lots of strong feelings. So but all of a piece, this uh, difficult 2020. After much anticipation, tickets for afterwardsness were sold out instantly. Each performance was capped at 100 audience members with chairs placed apart from one another. Nine dancers moved through the audience, creating an immersive experience while still maintaining social distance. March 26th. Key dates of the twin pandemics were announced chronologically. The audience is made of many, many people. If I can just tell them, why don't I just write it down and publish it? I would not say, what is George Floyd and what is uh, COVID? Because at that time, they were all commingling. I think it's still commingling. I would say if they have any opportunity to see it, they should. And then they will decide where the emphasis lies, where the emphasis lands. This is a title of a collection of Essays by Susan Sontag, where the emphasis lands. And a lot of that, as I understand from her writing, has to do with your own predilection. What are you looking for? Are you looking for race? Are you looking for the heartbreak of death? Are you looking for uh, the metaphysics of space and music? Are you looking for theater form? That's what you will find. May 8th. There's something that you're putting your finger on, how culture gets named. Somebody in a newspaper article writes about this is the first COVID-era piece performed in New York City. Oh, oh great, I did that. I made the first piece, you know, did I know what I was doing? I was the circumstances, I was, I met the, met the moment. Almost like meeting a partner in contact improvisation and then you roll with it. We hope to tour afterwardsness. And we, what they, so first of all, what stages are big enough? There's a tour planned for Massachusetts. We'll probably be in gymnasiums. And we were trying to do the math the other day. Maybe we'll have 80 people per night. 80 people. Right now, how can the presenter make any money? How do, you know, how, do, how does this work? But everybody wants live performance to come back, and we're going to do our best, even for a smaller group. We asked Jones to write down a phrase that echoes what he learned through this pandemic. The only certainty is change. It's so obvious, isn't it? 
I think everybody knows that very well right now. We love to have an audience crowding, trying to get tickets to get in to sit like this. We won't be able to do that for a while. The excitement of a crowd. It's not something we can depend on for a while. Will it ever come back the way it was? Better minds than I say it never will. We shall see. Choosing to experience everything that comes our way with a lightness, an awareness that nothing will stay the same, encourages us to savor what is delightful and helps us to survive any hard times. They won't last forever. That was actually the best piece of advice given to me when I first became a mother. Enjoy the good times and know the difficult times will pass. I find that's always helpful to remember. Don't hold on to anything too tightly. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.